0: Hey guys! I have to tell you about this all in one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all in one superfood shake made up of high quality plant based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics. In other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking, something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats. And literally, I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid.
1: Hey weirdos, I'm Ash, and I'm Elena, and this
0: is Morbid.
1: It's morbid in the morning. I know. I'm like really holding in a yawn right now.
0: <laughs> you were like ready, and I was like, "Yeah, go, go, yeah, let's go. do this." <laughs> it was like Billy and Stu. I was like, "Hit it, hit me," <laughs> and I did. And You did. I did. Can you keep talking for a minute? <laughs> so
1: you can yawn. <laughs> Hello, guys. I don't think we have a whole lot of business to attend to. I think the only thing we wanted to mention was we were supposed to have our Wilbur show like the a couple days ago and that's
0: really sad but yeah, that was gonna be like, everyone's like tagging us and all these tweets that you don't know about
1: <laughs> well, uh, you you made like a brief appearance back I but, do but I don't look at anything like I, I I've made a very like you're just tweeting and like yeah, scrolling through the timeline that I
0: leave <laughs> they leave so I don't see anything uh people are tagging us and being like oh I'm listening to like old episodes and you guys sound so oh, hopeful and I'm like yeah that's gone no
1: I'm no longer hopeful well, we're working on rescheduling the Wilbur. Yeah. That we will let you know any updates as they come along, but we're just being, you know, everything's being super cautious. We're trying to be like we never want to like we've said before encourage everybody to gather before it's safe. So, we'll let you guys know when we finally decide that that's a good idea and we'll we'll get it rolling again. Yeah. And I promise we will. It's definitely going to happen cuz trust me. We want you so badly. Oh my god, so bad, and we'll make it worth your while. We will. We've been so. like talking
0: about different things we can do to yeah. like spice up our. We're live very shows.
1: excited. So just keeping an, an ear out and an eye out for that. But other than that, I think we can just
0: jump right into in! it all let's, right let's
1: get right into it i'm gonna
0: do this crazy case that i heard when i first got into true crime i want to say it was either my favorite murder or and that's why we drink that i heard this case on and i was
1: like omg Ooh, and you know what you were mentioning a little bit about this to me yeah and f- i can't remember i don't know if i know this case no which is shocking
0: i know it's funny because yeah. this is like a pretty big case and it was like moderately recently so let's get into it so kenya monhe was originally from honduras actually Mm -hmm. Uh, she was 12 years old when she moved to america and her mom maria was able to move here first and she met a man named tony lee and they like fell in love together and had two more children so when kenya was able to join them she was already a big sister And I feel like you're, you like are walking into this and you're like, okay, like, was she like happy about this? Like, cause I feel like typically you would assume that a 12 year old girl with so much change going on around her would push back against it yeah, and like not get along with her stepdad probably. But for this family, that was not the case at all.
1: Oh, that makes me happy.
0: Yeah. Tony explained to Kenya when she moved that like, hey, I'm your stepdad and like, you're my stepdaughter, just like explaining the situation. But she stopped him and she said you're my father and I'm your daughter.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, and they,
0: like, had a bond from, like, the second she got
1: here. See, and that was so good of him to not, like, push that idea on her, like, just kind of yeah. let her come to that. Exactly. Like, instead of being, like, I'm your dad now. You know? and <laughs> like, she would she be, was like, like no. no. But she was, like, no, you are. Like, I, I love, love you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And her mom
0: was, like, so excited for her to get to America. Like, yeah. she set up her whole room. She was, it was, like, all pink and everything. Like, oh and god. all she would talk about would be, like, oh my god, like, Kenya's coming soon. Like, Kenya's coming soon.
1: Oh, I love this. I love when, like, a blended family blends so well. I know. I always love those stories.
0: So, Tony and Maria remember, like, how girly Kenya was. Like I said, her whole room was, like, pink. She loved makeup. She loved the color pink. She was... She was really, like, a leader, too. Somebody... That wanted to make something of herself. Yeah. She was determined. I love that. And she had thoughts of becoming a producer or a director, like going to college for that. Yeah. And Tony said, quote, I often think about where that would have went if it hadn't been cut short. She'd be doing something. That's just the way she was. She'd be doing something. Ugh. So she was somebody that, like, definitely had these, like, cards laid out where she was going to make something of herself. Yeah, you could tell she was on the right trajectory. She really was. So, Kenya was 19 years old when she went missing. It was April 1st, 2011. She and her friends headed out for a night in what they called Lodo, which was lower downtown. And Lodo. it was in Denver, which, like, I've been to lower downtown in Denver. <laughs> it's, like, where all the bars and the nightclubs are. It's, like, a wicked fun time if you're 21. <laughs> and Tony didn't know it, but Maria and Kenya's little sister, Kim, knew That just as hardworking and determined as Kenya was, she also liked to let loose and go out partying with her friends. She worked hard. She partied hard. Hell yeah. (laughs) They all had fake IDs to get them into the clubs. And they just wanted to dance, you know probably get a couple of drinks and just have a yeah. good time but they all knew that they needed to stick together and that's what they'd always done before like never let anyone get left behind like always have a have a buddy like they were smart about it yeah but this particular night they wanted to get into this particular bar called um lavish but kenya and these two other girls that she was with they weren't able to get into the club because the bouncer spotted the fakes of course so they're like, okay, we'll try to get into like this other club. Okay. So she, had, Kenya had a usual group of, group of friends that she would go out with. And the two girls that she ended up with, she actually didn't really know that well. Like she wasn't super close with them. Oh, okay. Um, but she wasn't going to let that ruin her night. And she kind of seemed like someone who could just like adapt and like, just like be friends with you on the fly if like she needed to. Yeah. So she and her acquaintances just headed to a different spot. And these two girls said that Kenya, as soon as they got there, like, they kind of sat down at this table. She left her purse and her cell phone on the table and headed to the dance floor. And she was dancing with, like, this random guy that they didn't know until about 1 in the morning. Okay. And everyone was like, okay. But like I said, she left her purse and cell phone at the table with them. And then suddenly she just disappeared and nobody knew where she was. Oh, panic. Mm-hmm. Now, Janet Gomez was Kenya's best friend and she'd been worried about Kenya and trying to get in touch with her all night because she knew that like, she didn't really know these girls well and she was like, I just hope that she's having a good time. Like, Yeah. And she said that whenever they went out, Kenya would call her the next morning and they'd just kind of like talk about the shenanigans of the night before. Yeah. But that morning, Kenya didn't call. So one of the friends that she had been with called and asked Janet, hey, are you with Kenya? And Kenya was like no, I thought you were with her. Or Janet was like, no, yeah, sorry, Janet was like, I thought you were with her, like. Oh, no. So, obviously, something was wrong. Now, at this point, all of Kenya's friends are calling her, texting her. She had a boyfriend. He was trying to get in touch with her. He was the one that ended up calling your sister and, like, being like, your sister's missing, like. You haven't heard from her? And the sister's obviously like, no. And now Tony's trying to track Kenya down, too, because this is just getting scarier and scarier and just, like, very out of character to not be able to get in touch with
1: her. Yeah, you always... There's always... You know... The type of person you know what i mean that this yeah. person is so it's like you know when you can't get in touch with a certain person that you're like no no like this is and there's certain people that you're like yeah if you can't get in touch with them you're like whatever it's, yeah she'll text me in three days she'll she get remembers. me in three days like it's totally fine like those type of people but when you know the person is so reliable and so connected always texts back just, or calls back that panic happens as soon as you can't get in touch with them and especially
0: when it's your child yeah like, can't
1: imagine oh i can't so
0: tony actually had an appointment that morning so he <laughs> left work went to his appointment and then he called his job and was like yeah i can't come back in today yeah and instead he dedicated the day to finding kenya um at one point or another the girls that she had been with the previous night they stopped by to give her parents her phone and her purse but they were like they didn't tell the truth because they didn't want to out themselves as like going out the night before yeah so tony's like calling all the friends being like what, like, what happened last night? And everyone's being, like, really shady about it
1: and not giving him oh, any clear guys. answer. Right, you gotta, you gotta just, I know it's like, yeah, you're and not I, thinking the worst, but it's like, sometimes you gotta think the worst. Well,
0: that's the thing. So, eventually, he got it out of them Good. that, like, they had been partying that night. Yeah. So, Tony was like, what? Like, what do you mean you were partying? Like, that's not Kenya. Like, she doesn't do that. So, he talked to Maria, her mother, and Kim, and they were like yeah like Kenya's (laughs) been doing this for a little while like she we know that she has like a fake ID so he was pissed at first he was like I didn't know anything about this but then I was watching like some interviews with him on like oxygen and dateline and stuff and at some point or another he was like Honestly, I was doing the same thing when I was her <laughs> Which age. is
1: probably why he was so pissed. Cuz yeah. you always get pissed probably when your kid does what you did. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> Cuz you're like, "No, you're supposed to know better
0: than me." Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, this was just like one of those like coming of age things it, because it wasn't like she yeah. was partying and ignoring her responsibilities. She was focused no. and determined at the same time and also having a little teenage she fun. She's 19.
1: Yeah, and like, that's like, it's like you're 19. This is a very normal Yeah, like it's just for a parent, not fun. Yeah. Weirdos.
0: We cover some spooky stories, but truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free-range farming, but it's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely planned to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you. Like, did I have a fake ID when I was 19? A hundred million percent. Did Elena made me cut it up? Make me cut it up? A hundred percent. Did I have a backup? 100%.
1: <laughs> so I get this, you know? I, li- I never got
0: a fake ID. That's so funny. I never had one. I mean, mine never really worked anywhere. I think I was just, like, excited to have one. You just wanted to have one. I also, like, never needed one, really, because we, yeah. didn't, we didn't really try to get in anywhere other than, like, comedy clubs with our fakes. <laughs> and my dumb butt had one from Rhode Island, which was where we would go to comedy clubs. So there they'd be like, that's not a real ID. <laughs> like, that's, no. No. But anyways the whole day went by mm. nothing of substance really came through the family contacted the police but at that point they were like it's too soon to really like actually go full-fledged missing person on this because she Ugh. hasn't been missing that long that's so, i hate that and she's 19 so i know it's a lot of complications here <laughs> yeah it sucks so they're kind of just like all right like are we gonna go to bed like yeah without there's our like, daughter, standstill. like where do we go from here So then around seven o'clock at night, there's a text on Kenya's phone from a number that she didn't have saved. And the text said, hey, this is Travis, the guy who gave you a ride last night. White creepy van, winky face. Did you get your car home okay?
1: No. No, I don't like
0: that. Tony immediately called the number, but it went to voicemail and he like kept calling and calling and calling. And finally, this guy called him back and his name was Travis, Travis Forbes. He had seen Kenya walking by herself. He said that she looked really drunk, so he offered her a ride home. She hopped in his white van and then asked him if he would stop at the gas station because she wanted a pack of cigarettes. So he told Tony that he like stopped at the gas station for her. And when she got out of the car, she started speaking in Spanish to this other man that was at the gas station. And then they linked arm in arm and walked away into the night. And she told him, like, I don't need a ride
1: anymore. I don't believe that. No, it's just a very specific story. Like, whenever there is. It's always the detail. The devil is in the details. Yes, and sometimes there's just too much detail, too many details. There, they like, like arm in arm. They spoke Spanish to
0: each other. Like it's, it's just too much, too much. It's like when you call out of work and you're like, I woke up at 4:28 oh p.m. Yes. and like, or 4:28 a.m. and like started throwing up, and then I woke up again at five, and you know, I was here last week, so like maybe I had some bad sushi <laughs> there, or like maybe last week I caught a cold, but either way, I don't think I'm going to be able to come in today, but I bet I'll be fine to come in tomorrow. It's Literally, that is always... Like, no, that's how you know you're Always a bad lying. choice, because your manager is always like, you could just say you're sick. Like, like you're, you're sick and you're not coming you in You don't need to tell
1: me what's going on. Like, now I know that you're probably hungover, or like, you're yeah, going somewhere else going today. Going here. Yeah, so, it's always, whenever somebody gives that much detail, you at least... Question. In these, sen- in these instances, I feel like you always have to question a little bit. Yeah, and for like, sure. Because. Who remembers that much? Too. Well, that's the even thing. the night before. I don't remember that much detail of things. No, I was literally with your ass last night, and I don't remember exactly, like, like much I of don't it. remember. No, so yeah, it's that's I already barely, shady,
0: shady. I barely know what I had for breakfast like the same day. Literally, like at dinner time, if you were like, "What'd you have for breakfast today?" I'd be like, uh, Cause, "Yeah," because
1: really, like we we think of these things where people will be like, "Yeah, I don't remember," and you're like, "You don't remember." In these cases, we're always like, "What?" Yeah, right. But then we immediately are like. Yeah, you know what? I don't remember what I did last yeah. week. So
0: and like, especially when you add, like, a high-pressure situation to it, you're like, oh, and, it makes sense that you don't remember. And
1: when you're not, like, if he was really telling the truth mm-hmm. and he just dropped this girl off... What would, what would like, you know, compel him to remember all these details because nothing right. weird is happening. So you're not going to commit as many details to memory because you're not really observing much. And it's also like, you would just be point... like, yeah, she left with some other guy. That was it. Like you wouldn't have a, right. a like very detailed account of it because you weren't thinking something bad was going to happen.
0: Right. And then the weird thing to me was I was hmm. like, at what point did he get her phone number? yeah because well, he did get her phone number because remember her friends had her phone, yeah, but I'm like, how did like I'm like, did he, and obviously he's texting her phone, so I don't like... know. I'm like, did she give it to him like I don't I feel like she didn't like I don't know if he just like looked it up or like,
1: yeah, but then that's... it's like
0: two thousand and eleven like you I don't know
1: that's very interesting, actually, isn't it, huh? you're yeah, right, that's I don't a know very strange turn that I didn't even think of yeah I was like there's just really no way of knowing yeah because her phone wasn't with her so yeah it's very interesting because I was gonna say like it's not like he she could just he could uh text it from her phone right exactly hmm it, I don't
0: know it was just weird weird so uh Travis actually said to Tony over the phone I'm pretty close to the gas station where we stopped last night do you want to meet me there and I'll like show you where I dropped her off just so like you know where she like last was seen
1: Yeah. You know, and you'd probably take that as like, oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy's going to help me out. Yeah. So I think
0: Tony was like where you were at. So he agreed. But Maria was really concerned about this entire situation. She was like, something's not right about this. Like he's why is he being so helpful? And why does he want you to come out to this gas station at night? Like there's a line there's it's weird, but it's but,
1: hard to tell in the moment,
0: and it's hard to tell like a father, like no, don't
1: go track down your like the last place your kid was, and he's just looking for any help he can right Anything. now. And this guy seems like he wants to help,
0: right? So she couldn't stop him. He did grab a nine millimeter a uh, nine millimeter pistol to take with him, like in case he needed it. I get it. I get it. One hundred percent. And he headed out the door to meet this mystery man. Now, Maria was way too worried about this entire thing. She was like, nope, this something is very off about this. So she called 911 and told them where Tony was headed and was like, good for her. Like, he's going to meet this guy that saw my daughter last night. My daughter, like they knew what was going on. She's she's like, like, I just want to like, she's like, I just want to make sure that this is like a safe situation.
1: Wow. Good for her. That's like yeah. really
0: smart and like really proactive. Absolutely. So they sent a cruiser out to the gas station. Now, once the cops got there, Travis reiterated the same story that he had told Tony twice now to a T. No details changed, yeah. which is weird. weird. And weird. the cops for sure thought even like not the fact that just not only the fact that the story didn't change, but just the story itself. They were like that's weird like
1: I, yeah but like you can't hold somebody for being weird so no yeah and yeah you can't <laughs> so that's it's a good thing and a bad thing
0: yeah so they were like okay so like we're gonna keep an eye on this guy and like see if he does anything else that's weird That like maybe we can get him on yeah but right now there's nothing we can do so they're wrapping things up and travis says to tony quote i wish i could have done more i promised i would take care of her i feel responsible for this." And he's saying no. this to Tony while he's like crying. No. Tony's like, he was crying and it was weird. And it's like, I promised
1: to take care of her.
0: Like, you was didn't like, know her. Yeah,
1: no. Like, and
0: then the other thing that Tony was bothered by was that there was no way that Kenya was going to, this guy drove a white van. Yeah, as he said himself, a creepy white van. A creepy white face. van. And he was like, Kenya would never have gotten into a white van no. like, in the middle of the night. Like, no. there's no way. No, so, not many of us would. No. So Tony was like, you know what? Like, thanks for your help. And he goes to shake uh, Travis's hand. And that's when the bizarreness of this all really hit him. He said the second that he took Travis's hand into his, it was like there was an earthquake
1: under Travis's feet. And his hand was like shaking like crazy. Because he knew I'm shaking the hands of this woman's father who I, whatever happened, happened. Well, it's so funny that you say that because tony shook his hand
0: and then later said quote i knew i was shaking the hand of the last person that's seen kenya alive there was no doubt in my mind
1: oh no father it's like father should ever have
0: to feel that and it's just like that is just human instinct like oh yeah you
1: know father's instinct yeah it's just like i think that a lot of parents are very like very in tune with their children Mm -hmm. and even like like step parent or not, yeah, he you was know her father. Her. You know what I mean? Like he stepped in and was her father, right? And it's like you have a bond with a child like that. I feel like you just, you just, it you gives can you sniff some out sense. a bad situation. Yeah, you just get you get those like spidey senses, yeah. parent senses. No, you definitely do. Guardian senses. Like if you love a child, I don't even think it's just. Parents, no, you know because I feel that way too like I, I was gonna say because you probably feel that way with about girls. your girls like I think we were I forgot what we were talking about the other
0: day but it's like I can tell if like something's off with one of them oh yeah like it's, you can definitely yeah. tell. yeah so the police were able to look up Travis at, back at the station and he had a pretty significant rap sheet it was mostly just for uh drugs and domestic violence unfortunately but they wanted to find out more about this guy, and they found out that he was renting space at a local bakery where he made his gluten-free granola bars. Okay. This guy is... We love an earthy, crunchy criminal. I mean,
1: I love a granola bar. Yeah. So... I also love gluten, so like... I was going to say, but I but I really love gluten. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people can't love gluten, so. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that, because... Ooh, oh, man. Celiac disease sounds terrible. Celiac if you have disease that, is my my heart is with you because, yeah. holy... It's, like, it can be, like, debilitating. Yeah, it, it's not just you get sick. It's, like, Oh, oof. no, it's, like, yeah. yeah. I so, mean, so.
0: I have, like, stomach problems, just, so, like, in general, but to all my celiac people, I'm, oof, we, like, we feel for you. We love you. Oof. But so they head out to the bakery, where you guys probably wouldn't be, to <laughs> ask him some questions, and he gave them the exact same story that he'd perfected by this point. Nothing wavered. Nothing no, wavered. This
1: is not... This is not right. Now,
0: something that they noticed about him, though, was that he was a talker, and he definitely was the kind of guy that loved to play hero. He said, quote, if she made the choice to go back home or, or to get in my van, I would have taken her home. And if I felt a weirdness about her walking off with that guy, I would have, I would have done something.
1: No, you wouldn't. And it's like, then why didn't you? Like, he looks like someone who... I just looked him up. Cause oh, I yeah. To, I always have to see. He has such a punchable like. face. He has one of those faces that he's like, here I am to save the day. Yeah, like, like he just looks I'm like... a great like, guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, going... Going with that feeling was something that something was off with the earthy, crunchy superhero pretender. <laughs> they got a search warrant for his van. They're like, Yeah, cool that you make your gluten free <laughs> granola bars, but there's something weird of you.
1: So there's something
0: weird happening here. Yeah. So they get a search warrant for the van. And the second they open the doors, They are, like, smacked across the face with the scent of bleach. Oh. They said it reeked of bleach in there. And one of the investigators said there was so much bleach used in the van that you could still see, like, the drip marks where, like, he had clearly used so much of it that it, like, pulled together and dripped down.
1: down Yeah. And they also noticed... bleach must be that, like, opening that van and getting, like... If oh, yeah. That feeling that those just investigators like, must have is just this. like, oh, shit. Because it's also like, she's just missing right now. Yeah. And it's like when you get that smell of bleach, bleach you're like, oh, we we got a lot we're dealing with find here. It's like, that must drop your heart right into your toes. A
0: hundred percent. And they also noticed that there was like a carpet in the back of the van, which was just kind of, I mean, like whatever, but it was just like
1: a little weird. Adding on to everything else, I feel like the carpet is like, huh? Yeah, like, and I think it was like new, like it it was like a newer carpet. And when he called it a creepy van, a creepy white van out of his own mouth. Yeah. And then he has a carpet in there. Yeah, I feel like that's, no. Okay, it's time to commit. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com.
0: Start your confidence journey today with Byte. They also noticed that they checked the tires and they noticed that he had definitely driven down some kind of dirt road recently, which was weird because he had told them that he had just been out delivering his granola bars. Of course. And his girlfriend confirmed that. He, she was like, oh, Yeah. Like, that's what he was doing. And she actually, she later served jail time, like, for lying to the authorities, which I was glad. Yeah. And, like, trying to, like, fuck with an investigation. Yeah. And, like, somebody's life. Yeah, literally. Literally. So, but the even weirder thing was that his cell phone pinged a tower near Keensburg, which is about thirty miles east of Denver, and not on the delivery route that he gave to the police. Like, huh. it was not his delivery route.
1: You're like, where were you delivering and thirty bars? miles?
0: Is like quite a bit of miles. It's about an hour away, I would say. It's definitely a good little detour. Yeah, I think when I looked it up, it was like 45 minutes to an hour oh, away yeah, from for sure. Denver. Now, back at the bakery, some shady shit was going on. So, like, shady shit just kind of seems to be surrounding Travis. Yeah. Someone was clearly taking money from the register. So, the owner of the bakery, Monica Poole, went to her office to check the surveillance tapes, but someone had unplugged them. Huh. So, she was like... Clearly, whoever did this wasn't like super duper smart, because if you did this, you are caught on the surveillance just coming in. To unplug, to unplug the tapes. It. Like, cool of you to unplug the tapes so we don't totally get you doing whatever the fuck you're doing, but, like... Miss this little part. <laughs> yeah, huge, huge part of the equation is that I can see you on camera. And
1: now you have to explain why you unplugged the fucking
0: like, camera. Yeah, and um, not only do you need to explain uh. that, but, like, you should probably
1: explain to me why you were wearing yellow cleaning gloves when you walked into yeah. my office. Yeah, to- you should definitely explain that. Yeah. Like when you your- walked in to unplug the surveillance camera with yellow rubber cleaning gloves. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck is up, Travis? You're going to have to have a a pretty good he's he sounds real good at spinning like a very compelling narrative so far oh, so yeah I'm very interested to see what he has to say about that well the
0: other thing too is that like he's one of those people that I think he's just like, oh well like people will trust me like
1: people will like listen to what I say you can see because when I looked him up I was like okay like he he's conventionally has like handsome features you yeah. know what I mean so I can understand how he smooth talk he you. could get people to trust him uh-huh like he 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 does have like a look about him that's like when you know Ooh. what you know now right you're like makes Ooh. sense you know what i mean but when you first saw him if he was a nice person if i like, would ring weird to me no and i was thinking about
0: that too because i like in these situations, I'll look up somebody and be like, oh, like, would I fall for their shit? Exactly. And I looked him up and I was like, if he tried to like buy me a drink in a bar, I'd probably be like, oh, like, what a nice whatever. guy. Like, thanks. Yeah.
1: And like, if he's being a nice person, like, I chat him up. He sounds like somebody who is able to put on airs yeah. and is able to put on like a nice, oh, I just want to help people. And I'm just, I'm just a, a gluten free baker. Yeah. That's just who I am. I'm just and out like, here with the Quaker yeah, man. I'm just out here baking granola bars. That's me. Look at my pretty blue eyes. And it's yeah. like, I think, I think people, he could smooth talk a lot of people. Oh, 100%. So I think he is one of those people that's like, well, p- people have probably believed him for a lot of his life, yep. and he's been able to smooth over these situations that he's gotten himself into a lot. Uh-huh. So I get why people around him weren't immediately, like, ringing all the bells, Oh, you yeah, know? totally. But at this point, you see somebody walk into your office well, with yellow fucking the... cleaning gloves, and she
0: knew. That's the rub. Monica knew that he, like, had, like... Uh, been related to Kenya like the disappearance because mm-hmm. the next day he came into work and was like oh I drove this girl like ha- like I was gonna drive her home and then this happened and now she's missing mm. and the lady was like oh like that's weird but like she didn't think like oh you fucking killed her like
1: yeah because again
0: you she was think like about it oh but then she but sees then him with happens. yellow gloves and I have to applaud her she called the police right yes. away she didn't good even ask her. him she was like nope
1: bye good for her so it's like that, that brings it to a whole different level.
0: Oh, 100%. That's
1: a weird thing. So
0: the cops come and they go find more surveillance because they're like all of the stuff that he unplugged. There was other surveillance in different parts of the bakery. It's not just all in one place. Yeah, it's not
1: just like whoop. I, it's not just like, whoo. yeah, just shut the, the whole the system, system down. System. Like <laughs> some
0: like, of what? the cameras are on other systems, <laughs> of course. So luckily, he didn't get those ones turned off because the cops found surveillance of him in a different part of the bakery with his granola cooler, which is like... His granola cooler? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> like, you just have a
1: granola cooler. I mean, like, as one does. If you are a, ba- a granola baker, I imagine you do. How could you not? It just sounds silly. It sounds ridiculous.
0: Now, that would be one thing because, like, he's a granola baker. He has a granola cooler. Cool. Yeah. Um, the cooler was taped shut with black duct tape, so usually you probably don't do that while storing the gluten freeze.
1: No, I mean, I don't ever expect my granola to get out of the freezer, so yeah. I wouldn't have to tape it. Well, and usually you wouldn't put your granola in the freezer, right? No, no, I nope. wouldn't
0: think so. Doesn't need to be frozen. Doesn't. Weird, though, because he uh, used this like little cart thing and loaded his granola cooler into the freezer. And oh. Monica said to the authority, she was like, uh, nope, he never uses the freezer because granola bars don't need to be frozen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he was in there doing. Now, upon further search of the bakery, they also found a burnt barrel outside that Monica told them was her grease barrel. Like she threw like, oh, the, okay. uh, grease in there from like the fryers or whatever. Yeah. But this was like a badly burnt barrel. This was not burned from grease. Hmm. So they were like, yeah, we're going to send this out like for this testing. Like, this was lit on
1: fire. Like, this the was. Grease
0: was lit on fire. Absolutely lit on fire. <laughs> yeah. But there. So they sent it out for testing, but it was so badly burnt that nothing came back. Oh, that's Unfortunately. Now. I don't know what the hell it is about all these criminals that when they're starting to unravel, they head to TV. They're like, that'll fix things.
1: Oh, of course. Like, I should go talk to a news station. I should get in front of as many people as I possibly can. Yeah. So that my face definitely betrays what's happening. One In my body? Yeah, yeah 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: Go, I, I just keep saying, a hun- I'm like, 100% Alina. 100%. 100%. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> Conclusive. You passed the test. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some kind of club, though, where, like, they make that step, but, yes. like... Just like some of the other monsters we've talked about, Travis goes on this local news station and makes an absolute fool of himself. So the reporter asks him, did you kill her? Did you sexually assault her? And he said, I didn't. No. And then he makes a comment about, I didn't get the direct quote, but he said, it's really stressful having that energy on you.
1: Having that energy on you—that's—it's very that makes sense. It's very Colorado. That's very. That's very. You know, it's very. Free I ben- live, granola baker. I live in <laughs> Denver, and I make yeah. gluten-free granola bars, that's, and I'm all about good energy. That's gluten-free granola baker. Vibes, Vibes. Yeah. That's very, That's the energy that he gives Yeah 100% It's
0: also like sage isn't gonna get rid of the fact that you're a fucking monster Like, well, you it's like you're it's... not gonna sage that
1: energy away man And also it's very stressful to have that energy on you What about our family? Well that's the they thing They have some pretty gnarly energy that they're working with right now too It's their fucking loved ones Exactly
0: it's their daughter oh, Jesus and his body language throughout this interview you can find it on like youtube or something showing a ton of nervousness he kept rubbing his eye with the back of his hand which was just like it's just like hi i'm super tip. nervous right yeah. now like because it wasn't like he rubbed his eye once it like it continuously it was happened yeah and then if that wasn't enough he forgets kenya's name during the interview oh come on it's like no, dude. Come on. And he says, he goes, what was her name again? No. Like, what's her name no. again? And the reporter's like, yeah, it's Kenya.
1: Yeah, that's trying too hard to distance yourself from this whole thing. When yes. you were not too long ago being like, I promised to protect her. Well, I that's was the there. thing. And it's like, no, no. You <laughs>
0: felt all this guilt about not being able to get her home safely. The police are clearly interested in you. Yeah. This young girl's been all over the news. And also, um, you shook her father's hand not that long ago. Yeah, no. And Now, you don't know her name? I don't buy it. No, I'm not buying what you're selling, including the granola bars. So then, after he makes that appearance, he pretty much just falls off the face of the earth. Like, they lose him. And they're like, well, shit. Shocked. No one knows where he is. No one knows what's going on. And then, all the way in Texas, there's this report of a stolen car. Now, a woman told the police in Texas that her friend, her old friend Travis, Borrowed her car and never came back with it. Hmm. But because he was all the way in Austin with a, or I didn't mean to say but because he was all the way in Austin (laughs) with a stolen car, the police wondered whether or not he was headed for Mexico. Because like the route that you take, it's like you're pretty much just. I was yeah. If you head down from Denver and you're headed toward Texas, it's like you're pretty much looking like you're headed toward Mexico. Like
1: where else you go, especially if you're a criminal.
0: (laughs) Now, they especially were especially like, if you're a granola baker, you know where else are you going? Obviously. Come on. Like, got to make the business worldwide. Yeah. So at that point, he's a flight risk. So they're like, yep, we're going to arrest you. We're going to extradite you back to Colorado. Uh, they had him booked. They get a warrant for his DNA. They're able to get his DNA. They're on it. Yes. They are on it. Fortunately, though, mm-hmm. they are on it. But his friend, who reported the stolen car, wouldn't believe that he was up to anything bad, so she dropped the charges. No,
1: come on.
0: And I saw in some sources that she was a friend, and then I saw in some sources
1: that she was an old girlfriend. So either way, it's like, come on, he stole your car, regardless of what he did with it. He stole your car. Like, uh, no, that's bad. No, that's bad news bears when someone steals <laughs> your car we call the police we keep the charges yeah, i gotta get i'm glad that the investigation here is though like the investigation side is like oh like, they're on it and just wait
0: because you'll be really happy and i actually like have it in my notes how happy i was we love
1: to be able to like applaud an
0: investigation oh, 100 100 <laughs> 100 confirm name the episode 100 <laughs> percent. i don't know why i can't stop we saying really it should. it's really early <laughs> and i couldn't have coffee because that's all i got i have heartburn <laughs> oh. lol not pregnant. So Uh, so (laughs) with that, he was free to go, but they were not going to let him disappear like that again. They were keeping surveillance on him for as long as they were able to, but he wasn't doing anything because he probably knew that they were keeping surveillance on him. So he's keeping a
1: low profile, if you will. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free?
0: So, they can't invest all their time and, like, people on their team on that when other unlawful things are happening. Like, you can't spend all your energy on one thing if nothing is coming of it. Yeah. So, they eventually had to stop. Like, yeah. Or, like, slow down a little.
1: At least, yeah.
0: Yeah. And with that, he starts hanging out in Fort Collins. Now, Fort Collins is a college town in Colorado, similar to the downtown area where, in Denver where Kenya went missing. Okay. Um, in 2018, it was actually named the second safest city in Colorado. Wow. But then when I Googled it, again, like different Google searches showed different things. It said it wasn't super safe. Oh, so, all right. Yeah, it was <laughs> conflicting. But July 4th is a busy time in any American city with all the fireworks and the celebrating going on. It's like a huge, crazy time. And especially in Fort Collins with all the college kids roaming around, it's like a, a good time. Mm-hmm. Now, the morning of July 5th, 2011, put a quick stop to all the previous days celebrating. Uh-oh. A young woman named Lydia Tillman's apartment was absolutely engulfed in flames. Now, Lydia escaped the fire by jumping out of a second story window. Damn. Yeah. But this wasn't a freak accident, because whoever set this fire was the same person who raped Lydia, (gasps) savagely beat her, left her with a shattered jaw, a broken wrist, broken ribs, and then doused not only her apartment, but her body in bleach, set a match, and walked away. And in bleach. Bleach. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So when the ambulance... Now, this is, like, the biggest bad bitch energy that anyone has ever brought to the world. When the ambulance arrived on scene, Lydia, who suffered all those injuries and, like I said, jumped out of a fucking two-story window, got up and ran into the ambulance. Wow. Yes. And they asked her if she knew the person who had done all of this to her, and she was able to tell them, no, 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 no. But then as soon as she was, like, settled in the ambulance she had a massive stroke (gasps) and as soon as she got to the hospital she was put into a medically induced coma oh my god and she spent that uh, the next five weeks in that coma holy shit yes however they were able to get dna from underneath her fingernails yes because she desperately fought off her attacker hell yeah and they sent it out for testing Wow. Now, like I said a couple minutes ago, this is one of those cases where you get super happy that the police departments are able to work together because you said it, bleach. Yeah. The investigators in Fort Collins remembered that a huge part of the Kenya Monhe case was the overwhelming smell of bleach in the van. And in Lydia's case, Bleach played a massive role as well. Yeah. So the investigators were able to connect with one another, and they together were almost positive that Travis Forbes was responsible for not only Kenya's disappearance at this time, but also the Lydia Tillman assault. Jesus. It, not dude. even assault, excuse me, attempted murder. Attempted
1: murder, And yeah. Yeah. And this is him laying low?
0: no that was before he was laying low for like a couple months this but that's about, what i mean it's like jesus i think it was about five weeks after the attack that's insane or though. the attack happened five weeks like after. you
1: have all this stuff on you about the kenya case and, and you know you and did it. This? you know they're gonna catch you and you do this shit? Well, that's the thing. And you light an apartment on fire? But that's somebody the thing. Like, it's whoa. like, these criminals just think
0: that they are so much smarter. They do. And you're not going to leave anything behind. And it's like, he didn't
1: think that she was as strong as she was and no. going to jump out the window. That's what it is. He thought he left her for dead. They don't think they're victims. They underestimate their victims mm-hmm. so hard. And Lydia so hard. Tillman was like an ama- is an amazing woman. She was a sommelier.
0: Yeah. Oh fuck. Like, like she was super yeah. talented, like very well established, That's like, what
1: it is. These, super intelligent. These dumbasses underestimate their victims. Oh, 100% They 100% do every time. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, that's going on. So they start keeping tabs on Travis again. They they're like, "Yeah, let's go check out at Fort Collins and sure enough he's there." So there's this particular night where he's just walking up and down the streets of Fort Collins where like a ton of bars and nightclubs are. And it seemed like he was on the prowl, like he was hunting.
1: Oh my God.
0: And the weird thing was that he was just like holding a bottle of whiskey, walking up and down the street, but not going into any of the buildings. Very chill. Like super weird. Very casual. So an officer just decided, he was like, I'm going to stop him and I'll ask what his name is. Like, yeah. I, you know. Just to see. <laughs> What's up? What's up? So Travis Kennedy was the name he gave, which
1: jury says that's a lie. I was going
0: to say. Survey says that's a lie. Let's
1: just just go back real quick. Uh,
0: That's not his name.
1: No. No. That's not my name. That's not it.
0: So the officer lets him go. He's like, all right. Thanks. Bye, Travis Kennedy. Have a good day. But then they realize that he's trailing this young girl who appears to be pretty drunk. So they snag him and they arrest him for false reporting. Because they're like, he was literally about to do this right again in front of us. he was going to do it
1: in front of us. Like, he got stopped by a cop, and he was like, yeah, so that's fine. Ballsy. So ballsy. So ballsy. It's just so, like, delusional.
0: I mean, look at Ed Kemper. He got stopped by the cops, and he had a fucking that's body it in is. his backseat.
1: Yeah, they just, they think they can do it. It's yeah. insane, that mindset. But
0: sometimes they do get away with it, that's unfortunately. That's what's
1: sad. So uh, the other
0: unfortunate thing is that they couldn't keep him in long once they got him, because false reporting is not exactly murder. So this just... Uh, Everything came together to work out because literal minutes before he was going to be released on bond, the lab where the DNA found underneath Lydia's fingernails was uh, the, like, that's like the lab where they were sent out. As soon as he was about to be released on bail, they get a call from the lab. And sure enough the DNA as a match to Travis yes. Forbes.
1: I was literally staring at you like, don't you dare tell me this yes. is news. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that nuts? So literally, he's uh, about to be released and they're like, yup, like
0: 100% he attacked Leah Tillman. That's movie, movie shit.
1: shit. Like as he's about to be released, they're like, ding, ding, ding. Hello. They take the phone call and they're just, and they're looking at him through the glass. Right. Talking on the phone and then they just hang up the phone. And I that's just love I that
0: he probably thought he was leaving. Like he was like, oh, yes. like he probably was like, oh, they got, they thought they got me again. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. And they're like, oh, get ready to to get going, Travis. And then they're like, Travis, Travis, you're gonna be staying a little longer. You are under arrest (laughs) for the attempted murder of Lydia Tillman. Yes. And he's like, well, shit. Well, shite. So when word got back to Kenya's family, Tony said, quote, tell him we got just one question where is Kenya? Yes. That's what I want to know. Now, Tony called the DA and he was like, make a fucking deal with him. Like, make a deal with him. Oh, Tony. He was like, I don't care what kind of charge he gets. He literally, he was like, I don't care if it's a manslaughter. I need to know where my daughter is and what happened to my daughter. That, like rips my heart out yeah and him. he she has a little brother and a little sister and yeah they don't. family
1: deserves to know
0: deserves to know and like deserves to be able to explain that to their children oh like my god and like uh, um her little sister kim was on uh dateline i believe and she was like i thought that she was like in a basement somewhere like and the kidnappers weren't letting her go and it's yeah. like imagine being a little girl thinking no. that your older sister is like in someone's
1: basement and somewhere you're, you're just going to sleep every night thinking and I you're like know what's what if somewhere? that happens to me of course what if it's just so scary it's a a living nightmare
0: absolutely absolutely so detective nash goulet is the only one who travis wanted to talk to nash was the one working the case from the start in denver so he went to talk to travis and just straight up asked him he was like what do you want from this like because travis is like dicking everybody around he won't talk to anybody he'll only talk to nash so nash is like what do you want like what can we do for you to tell us so, basically, he was like, dude, you're already going to prison for a long time. Can you just budge and tell us what happened to Kenya? And finally, after, like, close to two months of lies, Travis looked at Nash and told him, I want to go to prison without being labeled a sex offender.
1: I hate that. Like, that's all I wanted. I hate wanted. that so much. Because yeah. he... Needs to go to prison. And and he needs to sex to be offender. a sex offender. Right.
0: Because he knows that sex offenders don't do well in of prison. Of course he does. He was
1: like, I'm going to get my ass kicked the second and I get like there. And it's like, you deserve it. 100%. Oh. 100%. Oh, that makes me so
0: angry. Yes. So then what is making, what would make you so angry is he, so Nash was like, okay. Like, because he right needs. Right now they just need Kenya. Right. And he has Tony's blessing to make a deal. So he's yeah. like, okay, like he didn't he probably didn't want to but of course not he's like we got to figure this out so he's like okay so then travis pulls on the deal he's like never mind are you so they're like are you fucking kidding me so then they're scrambling to figure out what to do next and travis calls back and he you know like doesn't call back but whatever (laughs) he picks up
1: the phone he's He's like like, hello "Hello,
0: connect me to nash please but he's like actually you know what like it's it's fine like it's back on the table
1: how they didn't punch his stupid face because I'd be like, you're fucking with us, Literally. and this isn't fucking funny. Like we're talking about a woman who has a family, and and it's just like out somewhere. Like nobody knows where to she find is, out where she is, and she like, has siblings. Like give them closure, man. I when these people won't give these families closure, it's so that's fucked such up. a different level of evil that I just can't. You can't even like psychology can't around. even comprehend that like, it's, it's another just, crime it is it's a totally another crime yeah it really is because it's it's holding the family hostage forever literally it's like a whole nother set of crimes it's a yeah it really is it's that's exactly Ugh. what it is wow nice mm-hmm. yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah That plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. So he pulled back, he changes his mind a couple times, and then finally he's like, yeah, like back on the table, just make it so I don't go to prison as a sex offender. So he gives a complete confession and he agrees to bring them to Kenya's body now in turn he wouldn't go to jail labeled a sex offender and in addition they took the death penalty off the table which
1: you know so he i mean all right, them, that one i'm like all right whatever yeah i like wish that person. he could had like, gone to jail labeled a sex offender yeah, because he raped one, both of these girls i think like i can totally get behind taking the death penalty off the table cause, yeah like, sure him because i i think i mentioned in a previous episode i'm starting to like Stray away starting from it. Starting to stray away from... Yeah, I'm, I'm learning more. I'm, like, starting to evolve yeah. in that. I'm still a little bit in a gray area, but I, I tilt more towards... I'm against it now. Really? Yeah. I'm like tilting more into that. I think it's doing this podcast has kind of like helped me. I could see that. It. I'm still very much in the middle. I, yeah. It's, I definitely am like not fully, but I'm leaning more towards against. And so I can like get behind taking, taking that off the table. That's the thing. With certain people, yeah. I can definitely
0: get behind taking it's, it, it it's off a, the table. It's an
1: emotionally charged thing, which I think has made me think more that it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, that, because
0: you want everything to be black and Because it is white emotionally and
1: charged, and it's like I do think it's just I'd rather tilt more towards against it and have them.
0: I don't know suffer. if this is
1: like wrong to say, but I almost feel like it should be up to the family. Yeah, it kind of like well, that's where, you can't do that. That's where my problem is because it's like I want the family to get what they want right. out of it, but that is so emotionally charged that it takes away any kind of logic. And it's just like you can't yeah. do that. It's like so it's hard. It's hard. But so the, in this case, it's like yeah i can get behind taking away the death penalty i'll like let him suffer in prison yeah but if he's going to suffer in prison let label him be that asshole sex offender because that's what he is right yeah he is that's, that's absolutely what, that what he is so luckily
0: he was he did take them to kenya's body like he didn't dick them around anymore good and he buried her body lo and behold in keensburg <sighs> now remember that's where his cell phone pinged in the beginning of the yeah song. and he was like oh i was just delivering granola bars Now, this is just, like, spine-chilling, like, just bizarre. He's, as, so he gets out of the cop car, and there's, like, a couple investigators there with him, and he steps out, and before he points them in the direction of where he buried her, he lets out, like, the, one of the investigators described it as, like, an animalistic, like, scream. What? He gets out and screams, and they're basically, like, in the middle of nowhere,
1: Oh, and
0: then he just points them in the direction of where he she was. He just gets her, and
1: screams, and then points where she is. Yes. Oh my! Like that's—it's like the end of like a
0: freaking Criminal Minds episode. That's really—it's just
1: uncomfortable.
0: I don't like that at all. That's unsettling. It's just bizarre. That's like very there's unsettling. no other way to describe that than just fucking bizarre. What the fuck? It's so strange. I, that's
1: performance.
0: That's oh, that's what absolutely that is.
1: It's 100% performance. He it's is. It's him acting like... Oh, he. you can tell he's a, he loves the, the theater. theater. Because if, for him to get out and do that, that's him acting like, I'm just so upset i'm so like, overwhelmed I being I have here to let out this emotion and it's like no you don't have a fucking drip of emotion no. in you, bro and the weird thing
0: was like one of the investigators was sitting in the back with him and she had um she had like a cast on her foot and he was like talking to her about it and like asking her like how she got the injury and stuff and just being like super normal and then the closer and closer they got to the area he was taking them he got super quiet so this guy was like chatting it up in the yeah. car then gets quiet then gets out and doesn't speak and just lets out a scream. Yeah, like he was he was building it up. Can you imagine being there for that? Oh, so he later told Detective Nash Goulet, quote, I killed her. I did not mean to kill her. I didn't pull over to rape her. But
1: it's like, yes, you did. Yeah, you did do these things like stop pretend. I hate that whole like I didn't intend for this to happen, but yeah. it happened. You did it. And you know what? It didn't just happen you did it well and not like, only that so he raped her yeah. and then he strangled her Ugh.
0: strangulation is so personal yes. and there's so many different times where you
1: can stop it takes a long time like, you have a lot of it's time a matter to of a couple of minutes at least where you are staring into someone's struggling eyes yeah that's that's the one that like you are meaning to kill this like, person you, when you say you don't mean to kill somebody and you've strangled them
0: no, you're a fucking liar you're done that's like, it what no. else why are you strangling yeah. them then It's, I hate it. So he went on to describe how he drove around with Kenya's body for a day in the back of his van. Then he brought her to the bakery in that big cooler, which they saw and stored her in the freezer while he cleaned his car. (sighs) My God. He did burn her clothing in that grease barrel outside (sighs) of the bakery. Unfortunately, he did a good job or else they would have found like fragments of her clothing. And then he brought Kenya to Keensburg to bury her.
1: My God.
0: So Travis Forbes was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Kenya Monhey and then got an extra 48 years for the attempted murder of Lydia Tillman. Good. Now he said about the murder and attempted murder, quote, Why did I do this? I've been searching for that also in my heart and soul. You don't have either. I think we commit violent acts because deep down we find hatred of ourselves. I'm so thankful that Lydia Tillman survived because if I hadn't been caught, I probably would have done this again because deep down, I'm fucked up. I'm evil. Yeah, we know that. Like, stop with the performance, but dude. Let's, yeah,
1: the, we don't need any of this self-aware bullshit. It's just... Like, that you're just... Yeah, I hate that shit. It's bullshit. I'm so glad that one of my victims that I intended to brutally murder survived so that they could take me... Like, fuck you. Like, you, you're you not glad she survived. You lit her body on fire. And also, it's like, that's almost... That's almost like... it. I would rather the criminal sit there... And go like fuck, like I didn't want to be caught. Like this sucks. Yeah, like, I didn't it's wa- easier it's to like, wrap your brain. Well, around. Well, and also it's like, and then Lydia and like her family and like Kenya's family can sit there and go like, yeah, you fucker, like you're yeah. in jail. You know what I mean? Like I don't want them to sit there, and and he knows that. Yeah, it's he a mind knows game that him sitting there going like, I'm so glad mm-hmm. that he's sitting there being like, thank goodness, everyone. Like, well, well, bravo. Like right. it's he. That's not helping anybody. It's Nobody bullshit. wants your stamp of approval on this fucking investigation no. no one wants that from you travis it's just so weird and it's like i want you to be crying and sad and like, bye yeah i don't want to hear from you again no like, fuck that's off. it oh that just makes me so mad that like false like self-aware shit. It's just like the save ins- it, and it's buddy. it is. It's a mind game. Yeah, save. That's it. another way to like fuck with the families. It and is. The victims. It
0: absolutely is. But this will make you happy. Lydia Tillman. She had to learn how to do everything again. I'm like, sure everything. She had to learn how to walk again. She had to learn how to speak again. But she wrote a statement that she was able to read to Travis that said, and it was during a sentencing. Travis Forbes, you caused me no harm. My spirit, my soul, and my mind remain untouched
1: yes Lydia
0: like all like I just got chills oh, even my reading that God. and Lydia's doctor says that she has the ter- the determination and the tenacity to make a full recovery when Hell like yes, nobody expected her to she spent five weeks in a coma Lydia yes yes now she now lives by a motto that doubles as an acronym for her name live your days inspired anew
1: Okay, I can't.
0: And I can't there's a whole dateline about this and she gave she has like a bracelet that chills. says it, like a green little almost like a Livestrong bracelet. Mm-hmm. And she gave Keith Morrison one of them. Oh my god. And I, I was love like it. and he like loved it. I, I was love like that. this was everything I needed. Thank oh. you. Now oh. once Kenya's body was recovered, her family was able to have a proper funeral oh. and lay her to rest. That's so horrific. During our funeral, guests were asked to wear black and pink, being that those were her favorite colors. And the guests who attended read letters to her. And this, like, well, like, it's hard to read. Her little sister Kim wrote to her I'm not saying goodbye. I'm saying see you later. I'll see you when God calls me home with you. I don't, oh, this is like really hard to read. I don't quite understand why you had to leave us all so soon, but God has a purpose. God always has a purpose. I'm not going to look at this as a loss. I'm going to look at this as a gain. I've gained a guardian angel and one that I know I can trust. Rest in paradise, big sister. See you when it's my time. I love you and you are always and you are always and definitely are missed. Oh, just like, oh. Now, Kenya's family also set up the Kenya Monhe Foundation, and their mission is to, quote, honor her legacy. The Kenya uh, Monhe Foundation exists to provide women and children in Colorado with resources, education, and funding to engage in safe, healthy, and productive behaviors and activities in the community. In addition, the Kenya Monhe Foundation will provide the families of victims of violent crimes and families of missing victims with the emotional, physical, and financial support that they need to survive the tragic event wow yeah so it's like i it's always sad at the end and you're like at least something came of it but like at least something came of all of this whenever disaster. yeah
1: whenever a family can like put together a foundation their grief and like help funnel other people. it into like something like that it's like so impressive too yeah and because this family they have every right not just to shut off and do never go on again and it's like so when they are able to like funnel it into something like this it's right. like oh it's just like gives you like hope and for the foundation to not only help like the
0: families of victims but also just help people that aren't victims like yeah. help people in the community so that they don't become victims exactly it's just I think it says it speaks volumes of the family yeah it really does so that is the tragic tragic case wow. of the Kenya Monhe murder man Rest in peace, Kenya. Absolutely. And And Lydia Lydia Tillman, like, keep on being the baddest bitch alive. Like, Like.
1: she is so inspiring. And what, like, a that that case has such like lows and such highs oh it definitely it's like... does
0: oh and i can't believe i just almost forgot to say this i think i skipped over it um kenya's mom had a ring of kenya's that she like it was kenya's favorite ring oh and she said one day she just felt like kenya there with her and kenya was saying like mom give her my ring like mom like she give her my ring oh my god so her maria kenya's mother gave uh lydia kenya's favorite ring
1: stop it
0: yes And she was like, I know that Kenya wanted me to do that. I can't believe I almost just skipped over that. I'm so happy I just remembered that. What
1: a way to end it. you just like, like my chills just took over my entire body. I just love. These people are amazing. They're amazing people. These people are
0: amazing. Like I just love, I, I, it says so much about somebody to be able to do this, to give a piece of their daughter away, like her favorite ring. Oh, and she, I, I believe she was wearing it.
1: At I literally the time. can't, like, I have no words. No. That is,
0: wow. And just the fact that she said, wow. that she was like, Kenya was with me. Like, Kenya was, like, compelling me to
1: do that. Oh, my God. It's I just, like, just love that. Holy. Because, that gives you, like, just, Because
0: Lydia Tillman really is the reason why Travis got caught. She truly is. Like, so, it, it makes sense
1: that, like. It's just this beautiful, like, a circle of. S- yeah. Just support. Yeah. And just, like. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm just like amazed. Right.
0: And I'm so happy that he got life in prison and it wasn't one of those things where, too. like, the attempted murder. Yeah. You know? I'm so glad. Because he got 48 this.
1: years for that. Thank goodness. Because bye bye, Travis.
0: And just th- thank God he did, like, bring them to the body I don't want to give him any credit but it's like I'm glad I'm glad though, he came around and was like you know what I'll do in it in some
1: cases that never happens right and it's I'm so glad that it happened in this case I'm happy your family was able to wow. lay her to rest properly wow, wow. yeah you guys are amazing if you're out there Ooh, Seriously, wow. like the most amazing people. All of you. So, damn.
0: Yeah. So, that was a tragic case. um In the meantime, we hope you keep listening and we hope you keep it weird. weird. But that's where they make granola bars and you don't have that as your only pastime. And you also use murder as a pastime because you should really just stick to making granola bars and
1: shut up. Be a good Travis, not a bad Travis. Yeah.
0: Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck.